Hello and welcome to episode 107 of the Smash Accept Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Royer. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty underscore Dad FF. Apologize we were not on last week. You know, I was a little under the weather and things were going on. But man, we got two shows this week. We're super excited. John and I are hitting you up here on one of our most popular things. It's kind of where this whole podcast started was the whole rebuild process. And we're going to kind of, every year we talk about how to rebuild. We try to give you the formula. You know, we got a six-step process. And this year, above any other, when we talked about it in 2019, if you guys go back and listen to, to episode two, you know, and that was when we got this thing started, is I was telling about trades where it was like I dealt J- James Conner in a second and got two 2021st who turned into Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert. You know, and like people are out of sight, out of mind. They want to win right away. And now, John, with this 2023 class, I mean, it's a little bit harder to get them. But it, it, I'm still seeing trades. I'm still acquiring 23 first. I picked up three this week. And with the college football season, it just keeps getting spicier and spicier. This is the one, Dad. This is the pod right here. We're going to help you all rebuild. We get so many questions around how do I do this? How do I do it the right way? How do I rebuild this team? And it's so much fun to like blow up a team and start rebuilding it and then get back to that point where you're winning ships. So to your point, now is absolutely the time. And we're going to start getting into this. But the, there's really not been a better time over the last few years than right now with this 2023 class. And I'll say the next class, 2024. So we'll work that in throughout the pot. I'm going to give you some good stuff on the 23 class, how that's looking. I've been tracking it really closely more than ever, partially because I'm in a punt right now, and so I'm I'm closely tracking it. So really looking forward to breaking it down today. And so when when I first started this thing, and like I said, it was way back in the day, and I I people heard the the six step process of how to do a rebuild, and mm-hmm. I went on five, six, seven different podcasts, just people wanted to hear, like, what is this process? And we've perfected it, you, myself, and Mung, here at, at Smash that's Accept. Right. And, you know, the, that first step is one of the ones that's the most difficult with us as all competitive, you know, men and women. You know, I threw that in there because we're starting to get some some female listeners. Shout out to you guys. But okay. Uh, okay. honestly, I, the hardest thing to do in life is to assess where you're at, you know, and I think... With your fantasy teams, your dynasty teams, we all want to win. And a lot of us are are converting from just regular fantasy to dynasty. And we're like, well, I'll just try to win every year. And, you know, at Smash Except, we're saying your top three or your bottom three. If you're somewhere in that middle, you're losing. I mean, you are literally, you're losing value, you're losing money, and you're putting yourself in a position where, you know, it's going to, I, I, I know when I first started, it was like, oh, well, I'll just trade next year's first and that'll fill in a position and now I'll compete. You know, and it, there's only so much you can do with that before you put yourself in a team, John, where it's like, I have nothing left, right? Like, I have traded all my picks. I'm in a scenario here and it gets difficult. We have to look at our team and assess are we competitive? And we talk about this every year in February, and that's when I started the rebuild we're going to cover today. 
But, I mean, what are some key points when you're looking at assessing your team? Now, like, whether you're assessing your team in March and February, like we've talked, or you're assessing it right now. I mean, what are you looking for? How are you determining if, I mean, I'm two and four. What do I do right now, John? Step one, cut a hole in the box. Step two, (laughs) right in that box. This isn't that kind of pod, but little reference there for you guys. This is really important, and you really do need to give a realistic view of your team. And one challenge that I've seen with a lot of dynasty managers out there is they're a little bit higher on their own players. That Mm -hmm. makes it harder for them to trade those players, and they could be a little bit too high on your team. So you need to be really looking at your team and go beyond just the record. Take a look at how many points are you scoring versus the other top teams. Have you had a couple of bad beats, right? So you maybe dropped a couple, but you were like second or third in scoring. That comes into play. Look at the total points you could have scored, right? Maybe you haven't put the right folks. You had a couple guys blow up on your bench or whatever. So in the case of sleeper, max points for or potential points with mm-hmm. ML, MFL. So those are really important things to look at. You also may have some guys that were young, maybe they're rookies, and they're starting to ramp a little bit. You're starting to see a little more production. So your team could be getting better. Or the opposite. Maybe you started hot, but you see some guys that are starting to decline in production. So you really need to take an honest assessment of not only where you are, but but really be honest with yourself on where the team is going. And, and most importantly, do you have what it takes to not only make the playoffs, but win in the playoffs? Because if you ain't first... Ain't first or last, baby. And that's where I got seven questions this week, John. People are like, should I rebuild? And I'm like, send me your roster. I yeah, will be as honest as possible with you. And yeah. and I know a lot of analysts, I and even from when I wasn't in that seat, I was like, hey, can you look at my roster? And be like, looks good. Go win. You know, but I'm going to sit there and I'm going to look at it and I'm going to be honest with you. I'm like, your tight end room sucks, bro. Like, you are not going to win here. Your running mm-hmm. backs are thin, you know? And I'm like, I want to be honest with you because I wanted people to be honest with me. And I, I think in this particular situation in Smash 1, which you wanted all last year, congrats. And, you know, you and I were neck and neck. I started out 11-0, and yeah. 0 and we were just banging oh, yeah. it out, right? And, and yeah. I was trading my 23 first and trading my 24 first, and you were too, and we were right there. And, you know, I, I lost in the semis. And I had to sit there and look at my team a little bit. I had to say, mm-hmm. all right, and this is what I, I mean. I finished third. I had Kyler and Brady as my quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and Brady retired. So that kind of like at the time really made me real. <laughs> yeah, right. My right. wide receiver room could not be older. It was Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Mike Evans, and Jarvis Landry. And the, the DeAndre Hopkins suspension really is what put me over the edge. I'm like, I can't yeah. compete. But right. my team still looks good. I was in third place last year. You know, I had DeAndre Swift mm-hmm, and Alvin mm-hmm. Kamara at running back, Zach Ertz at, at tight end. So if you look at that, yeah. I very well could be three and three, four and two right now. You know, and that's it. fine. Yeah. But that's middle of the pack. And I had no 23 firsts, no 23 picks at all, no 24 picks at all. I mean, like yeah. you and I were going for broke. We were, right? going we all were like, that's right. We just pushed all the chips in and just said, <laughs> I'm going to come at you, you know, and you, let's go. Yeah. And you bettered me, you know, so I got to give it to you on there. Um, you got to give it up to what I think Jake came in second, Jake Thorndike, you know, and and, uh, another great team. And there are some really good teams and some sharp guys. And this is a 14 team league. So I think I could have competed and been somewhere in the middle, but I was like, you know what, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to rebuild this whole thing, you know, because Mm -hmm. 
I am one DeAndre Swift injury away, which has already happened. You know, I'm one DeAndre uh Hopkins suspension away. I'm one Kyler Murray bad performance away from being out of the playoffs and not having my first. And now all of a sudden, now I don't have my 23 first. And people are like, oh, well, dad's not a playoff team. His 24 first is worth more now, right? So that's step one. And you got to assess it. This is where the most important, the most important step And most people don't put this as step two. And when I started this whole thing, it was like, get your first. Because you can't go out there and John just say, hey guys, I decided I'm gonna tank. Somebody give me my first. You know, you have to have a plan. Once you've assessed your team and you realize you're gonna go for it, the ultimate rebuild is a two year process. We're not talking about retooling. We already did a podcast on that, but it's rebuilding, you know? So we wanna tear it down. We wanna get those core pieces, but you don't wanna let people know that you're punting, you know? And I think, John, this year, more than even last year or the year before that, getting the 101 or the 102, or somewhere in that top four, you know, because we want to strip it down. We want to get that 101. That 101 this year, and I'm looking at DLF just came out, you know, and they said, mm-hmm. okay, here's here's the new ADP. 111 is Brees Hall. Yeah, you can't crazy. tell me you want Brees Hall over B. John Robinson. And 112 is Trevor Lawrence. And the way Bryce Young's playing, there's no way I want Trevor Lawrence over Bryce Young. I mean, we have some guys in this class as top four guys that are going to yeah. be I mean, I don't want to say generational talents, but they're going to be those guys that are absolute dynasty difference makers. Yeah, they really are going to change the dynasty landscape. I think from a pure talent perspective, they are better at at really some key positions than the previous few classes. And that includes Brees Hall. That includes guys like Trevor Lawrence, Kenneth Walker. This 23 class is so special. And to give you guys a little more insight, if you are looking to rebuild, the 23 class is, number one, going to help you at running back. If you're aging there at that position, you're you're banged up. You've lost guys. And, I mean, we, we've already had a couple of pods on it, so I know you all are probably hurt that running back. Perfect time to rebuild. I do have now two running backs in my top tier for the 23 class, Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. And that's I would why def- when we yeah. did our, our punt pod – and, when yeah. we, and we're going to reference it later here. You yeah. want to create a positional void. And the easiest one, especially with 2023 right. class, there might be six running backs taken in the first round of that 23 rookie draft. You know, like I, I, I think there will be. Yeah. It, I, if I go down to tier two, I've got Zach Evans and Sean Tucker. So both of those guys, I think, would probably fall in the first eight picks, if I had to guess, first eight, nine picks. And there's even guys like Tank Bigsby, Blake Corum, Zach Charbonnet. So it's it's a it's an elite class with a couple guys in the top tier, and it's also a deep class. So you're going to easily be able to rebuild if you can collect picks. But I'm telling you, back to your point, if you can get your first pick, Bijan Robinson is the best running back prospect that we've had since Saquon Barkley, and he's just one of those guys that really could completely change the landscape. He's got it all. So you can control your own team. I think you're right. Don't show your hand. Don't don't tip your hand right away that you you know you're gonna go full on rebuild. You may may do a series of trades. You may cascade it, but do get your own pick because you can control that. And if you do it the right way, like we're gonna go through here on the pod, you'll end up with somebody like Bijan Robinson. Well, yeah, and, and listen, and this is where 
Everybody, again, I finished third last year, so no one's thinking I'm blowing this thing up, right? Right. So my first deal, you you know I'm not a Kyler Murray fan, you know, and this was mm-hmm. made in March, mm-hmm. so I mean, I'm not going to, you know, say that this trade didn't look a lot better now than it did then, sure. but I gave up Kyler Murray, and I got Jalen Hurts and Chris Godwin, you know? You can't get that anymore. You almost got to yeah, do it no. the other way because Jalen Hurts right. has yeah. passed Kyler Murray. But mm-hmm. when you make these moves in March, and if you guys have been listening since then, I've been saying Jalen Hurts nonstop. And if you did that, you put yourself in a good position. But here, yeah. essentially, I put myself in a, in a great position. I got Jalen Hurts and Chris Godwin. I cascaded that then. So that's my first deal. And I'm still, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm still looking like a winner here. What my goal is, is I'm going to get my 24 first, but I got to figure out a way to do that. So then what I do is I give Hunter Renfro and Dan Arnold, RIP Dan Arnold, uh, and get Michael Carter. Now the reason I did this was the guy that had my 23 first also had the 101. The 101 is Brees Hall, right? So there is a plan here where Hunter Renfro from Michael Carter after after, after Brees Hall was drafted is not a good trade, right? Mm -hmm, But there's mm -hmm. a plan here. We're starting to evolve it here. So then I give Chris Godwin and Michael Carter, and I get a couple throw-ins. This is something that's really important here. When you're talking about rebuilds, you get a throw-ins. Neither of these guys are going to pan out. It was Keyshawn Vaughn and Amari Rodgers, both of which who I've flipped since, which is nice, for mm-hmm. my 23 first. So, John, it doesn't look that great right now, right? I mean, I, I gave up Kyler Murray, and I gave up Hunter Renfro, and I got Jalen Hurts and my first back. People are like, okay, no big deal, right? That's a, it's a late first. That's the 101. I have stripped this thing down. So if you look at it now, it's Kyler Murray and, and Hunter Renfro for Jalen Hurts and Bijan. You know, and right. like, right. that is right. how you just take a rebuild. And now all of a sudden, okay, well, Mike just went yeah. and got his first. Then you can go out there and say, you know what? I'm tearing it down. Who wants some veterans? You know, now yeah. I'm in a position where... If I, you know, because if you don't have your first, and I can't think of a good analogy for it, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like purposely losing to not better yourself. You know, you are purposely losing and getting someone else better. You have to get that first. I can't say it enough. You have to get your first and you can't sugarcoat it. Now it's going to, might be a little bit harder right now uh, if you're two and four, you know, but I'm looking at some teams right now, John, I'm three and three and I'm considering going after my first again. You know, I'm considering yeah. a slight overpay, and you can't you can't label it. You're a good poker player, I know that. You know, you can't go out there and just be like, "Yo, I got four aces." Let's let's you yeah. know, I I'm that guy. I'm be smiling and getting giddy, you know, and everybody can tell that I don't have it. But you're more the Chris money maker of this. You're the poker player. You know, you you can't throw that out there too early. Yeah, it's like a check raise. You, you know, you you know you have something, but. You're going to wait and, and kind of get everyone else bedding first, and then, boom, you go all in. But to your point, it's kind of genius. When you picked up your own first, at the time, they're saying, well, Dad always competes. He just finished in third. So this thing, even if he doesn't completely live up to it, it's maybe it's a mid first. Little did they realize that you were in the process of completely rebuilding the entire thing, and you went the other direction, and now it's 101, and they're yeah. absolutely regretting that. The other thing you can do, and let's say that you want to – kind of parlay that right look at other teams that may have been pretty strong and may even be currently doing well but you're looking at the team and it's aging pretty quickly they have guys that may retire like you got tom brady at quarterback or you have some guys that are they're kind of looking like they're going to fall off and this time next year that team 
that their pick could be valued a whole lot more mm -hmm. than people are thinking it will be. And it's just kind of doing your homework and looking ahead. That might be an extension to that that same part of the step where you need to pick up another one that's going to be worth more. Exactly. And, and the rebuild process isn't for the casual owner. It's not for that guy who's like, I'm going to check my team once a week. It's that guy that you're grinding. You got to yeah. grind to <laughs> do right. this, you know. And and right. for me, step three, another one, this is, this is a hashtag Dynasty Dad approved coin thing that it, I've never heard anybody say it before, you know, that first pod. And we've we've just kept building on it it's the splash trade because what happens john is you know i i got that 23 first and maybe i'm looking at my roster again and i'm like you know what if i just flip that first for dalvin cook then i might be okay and be able to compete right but like what i do is you know we sit there sometimes and we're like hey should i shouldn't i i'm pretty close you know and that's that's where you really got to have a plan the splash trade makes it so you're like okay here it is you know, like I am committed to this, right? Like Love you can it. tell, it's like putting a ring on the finger. You know, you got to say, I am committed to this. I'm going to yeah. make it work. And what I did then was I took Alvin Kamara and this is a three-part splash trade. And it, usually it's, it's one, but I took Alvin Kamara and Baker Mayfield before Baker was traded and I traded him for Justin Fields. I looked at a guy and I was like, this guy here, the guy I traded to, I know he wants to win. So mm -hmm. Alvin Kamara, Baker Mayfield, Sure, he's going to give up Justin Fields. So I get a, an upside. Now I have Jalen Hurts and Justin Fields, but I don't like Justin Fields. I think he's a riskier play when it comes to this. So I go to another guy who I think, you know, on the flip side, you know, like he he doesn't have a second quarterback, and this is a 14-team league. So I get Tannehill and Gus Edwards and a top three 23 first for Fields. I knew that pick was going to be there. I knew that pick was going to be a super early pick. I'm not sure if the owner did at the time. Right now it sits at 102. It is definitely a top three pick. And, John, if I come to you today and you say, where does Justin Fields rank in comparison to Stroud and Young and some of these other quarterbacks? I mean, we're, we're seeing some up and down play in there. How, yeah. you know, like it, he doesn't compare to Young for sure. No, no. Yeah, let's get back into that for a minute. I already talked to running backs, but coming back to this 23 class, it's certainly a lot better at QB than we've seen. And I think we were really all kind of hoping for more out of Justin Fields. And, and you know, Trey Lance is where he is right now. You know, Mac Jones is kind of okay. Zach Wilson isn't looking that great. Even Trevor Lawrence, he was supposed to be the second coming, and he really hasn't lived up to expectations either. Mm -hmm. I put a tweet right? out the other day. I'm buying in on Trevor Lawrence. You know, that 28 yeah, I think now is rushing. The time. His eight of his next ten matchups are all plus matchups, and I think, you know, good, he's good he's going to move up there. But I didn't want yeah. I didn't want to cut you off there. But I'm 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 slowly no, buying right. some tip. Trevor. No, nice nice pro tip there to to get in now. I think that's a smart move for sure. But I do have two QBs in an elite tier tier one that w could really be not only the face of a new NFL franchise, but kind of like the centerpiece of a rebuild and that's CJ Stroud from Ohio state and Bryce young. I've also got three other guys too, that I'm keeping a close eye on that. You actually could get at a value later in next year's rookie draft. And that's will Levis Hendon hooker, who just blew up against Bama on a, in a huge win in Tennessee and then Anthony Richardson. And I'll say this too, in a rebuild, it, it often will take more than one year. The 2024 class, is actually going to be pretty strong at QB as well. Guys, mm -hmm. guys like Caleb Williams and you know my, my boy Quinn Ewers out of Texas 
and some other guys. So there's a couple of classes back to back that you can really rebuild around. Mm -hmm. But I'm with you, like coming back to this splash trade. I love this so much, right? You've been sitting next to the pool, soaking in rays, and you're just chill and you know you're you're, you're vibing. But it's like, am I getting in the pool? Boom, cannonball. You're in. It's all in. Time. You're and all then, in. Yeah. The, and then all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, what just happened here? Right. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden, it's like, dad, dad is actually on a full rebuild. And I already traded him his first back. What's happening here? Right. And it was not shared. And then the third part of the splash trade there is I'm just going to start eliminating some of these veterans, right. eliminating some of these points I traded. That's right. I went, and this one was with, with Mung. I traded Mung, Zach Ertz, J.D. McKissick, and Evan Ingram for Dallas Goddard. So at this point, you know, I still have Jalen Hurts, and I'm like, I like Dallas Goddard a lot. I'm going to move some of this, in my opinion, dead weight. You know, guys that if I am going to rebuild this thing, there's no way Zach Ertz in two years is is important to me or J.D. McKissick, mm-hmm. you know, so we get to that. Yeah. So the net for these trades, and it also, this the splash trade has forced me now to be like, now everyone looks and says, you know what, dad's out. Let's go look at dad's roster. Let's start picking some things. Yeah. And now I'm at a point, John, where I'm like, guys, come and get it. You know, yeah. who wants a piece? Yard but sale. The net of these trades is I gave, and you're going to love this, I gave Alvin Kamara, Baker Mayfield, Zach Ertz, Evan Ingram, and J.D. McKissick for a top three, 23 first, and Dallas Goddard. Nice. So nice. there you're at a point where, you know, like I know Justin Fields was in there, but I gave up Kamara and Baker to get him. Both mm-hmm. of those guys have dropped in value. You know what I mean? And that's that's where we – now I'm in a position here where you're looking at step – step step three would be, you know, creating that positional void. But then I made a monster splash trade. Like I just went, yeah. John, this one's one of the biggest, craziest trades I've ever made in my life. <laughs> so I got to say right off the bat, you know, Link – uh, that's that's Anthony. He's in Smash One, and I know he loves to win. So he's like, yeah. dude, I I got Tannehill in that trade with with Justin Fields. You know, he was thrown in there. So I was like, all right, I'm really trying to get rid of Brady and Tannehill because they're going to be yeah. for a rebuild. They're not going to be worth anything. Yeah, Landry, same thing. Before getting traded, yeah. you know, you're like nothing. Mike mm-hmm. Evans, he's got a little bit of value here. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, next to no value. And the only piece I have left, other than Jalen Hurts, now is DeAndre Swift and Dallas Goddard. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to take DeAndre Swift. I'm going to take Dallas Goddard. I'm going to package up. I'm going to shine up a couple turd sandwiches on top of that, and I'm going to throw them in there, and I'm going to try to get some youth. So I give up Brady, Tannehill, Landry, Evans, Gordon, Swift, and Dallas Goddard. That's 111 on the DTC calculator. That's a big boy trade, right? Yeah. yeah. I get Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Drake London, Kadarius Toney, who you know hasn't panned out, and and Brevin Jordan. So if you look at that, even for even, you're looking at I, I lost 20 points on the calculator. But what I'm thinking to myself mm-hmm. is I'm gonna cascade this trade, right? I, right, I, right, I love exactly. cascading trades. I like to look at pieces that I can move. I immediately trade Mac Jones for a 24 first and Juju Smith Schuster. So now I got a wide receiver and I moved mm-hmm. Mac Jones. And then I'm like, then the next thing that happens is that particular player lost a wide receiver. So then I trade him Juju back for another 24 first. So now we're starting to to build onto that. Wow. I take yeah. Drake London, trade him for two 23 firsts after his, after his big three Money weeks. Trade. So yeah. now I have two 23 firsts, two 24 firsts in that trade. I trade Trevor Lawrence to a guy who wants to compete for Deshaun Watson. I get a Deshaun Watson in a second for Lawrence in a third. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden, John, now you look at this trade 
and I gave up Brady, Tannehill, Landry, Evans, Gordon, Swift, Dallas, but I get Deshaun Watson, who is the ultimate. Deshaun Watson is the ultimate rebuilding quarterback. Him and Trey Lance at this point are perfect because you get a quarterback who is going to produce, who's giving you zero points every week. That's right. I get two 23 firsts. One of them looks to be early. Two 24 firsts, a 23 second, and Kadarius Toney. Now you're looking at a 20-point swing the other way where you just cascaded those pieces. And I think we lose sight sometimes of, like, I didn't want – do I want Ryan Tannehill in a trade when I'm getting giving up Justin Fields? No, but getting that 23 first plus. And that's that mm-hmm. insulated trade, John, where we usually talk yeah. about it adding that first. But sometimes it's like and, – and you can – can vouch for this. I just put yeah. it out there. I said I want I'll I'll trade CD Lamb right now for a 23 first mm-hmm. plus. And mm-hmm. I want a wide receiver that is going to produce that I can use for something else. We oftentimes talk about it the other way where it's like, "Hey, I want to add that 23 first to a player." But sometimes it's like, "Give me a Gus Edwards who I think is going to produce. Give me yeah. a Kenyon Drake who just had a big week. Give me a, you know, a, a a Hilliard, a you know, someone in there that for some week is going to have some value, and then you can flip it again. A lot of times, people get close-minded. Yeah. We're like, I'm in a rebuild. Why do I want? Why would I even consider Ryan Tannehill right. because right. he has value that you can move some other time? Yeah, the key question here to ask yourself is: Could this be an appreciating as appreciating asset? Right, and people really miss on this a lot. I see it all the time and startups and just in in general in a rebuild they only want to focus on youth and younger players Mm -hmm. and i get it i mean that's kind of like the formula and dynasty but be sneaky about it if you have a guy that you think you can buy in a trade as a throw-in or a piece that will gain in value and you could flip it later for a profit that's what this is all about i mean these are all stocks here i'll give you that perfectly in the punt you you drafted michael thomas Instead of yep. a guy like Kadarius Tony, and, right. and at the time I'm like I'm looking at it and I go, like, why is, Kadarius he Tony's yeah. he's like the perfect guy there. Kadarius right. Tony has two points on the year. Michael Thomas, you flip for a 24 first already, you know? Yeah, and I, I, right. Uh, I yeah, just to kind of I'll just quickly break down what I did in Smash Five in this punt, and it, for me the splash trade when I was trying to commit to it, I had a few firsts, but I wasn't sure I could flip those firsts back for players or I could really go all in. Well, in my case, I traded Justin Jefferson, and I got really either the 101 or the 102 for the, the class, another mid-23 first, and an early 23 second, which is like a 22 first for that example. So that was my splash trade. Mm-hmm. But throughout, I was picking up other assets that I felt like I could flip later for other picks. And one of those was Michael Thomas, which I ended up later flipping for a 24 first after he started off hot. I also just recently traded Derek Carr because I, I really felt like in a in a QB superplex hungry league, this is a, this too good of a value, and I ended up getting another 23 first as part of a package deal with Derek Carr. So there's a couple of examples where instead of going pure youth and knowing you know that I, I probably wanted to flip these guys anyway to to reduce my potential points. That's I, now I've done that and I'm looking at seven 23 firsts and five 23 seconds at this point in the punt, totally committed to it. But you really kind of have to ask yourself what assets can can appreciate and value here that's the right approach yeah and when you're doing your rebuild you want your insulated trades and you want your add-ons you want those guys that 
you know what? I might yeah. get this, but why don't you throw that in? You know, and, and try to get sure. some of those guys where you know it doesn't sound sexy, but I got Keyshawn Vaughn thrown in the one, and in March. You know, I, I got Keish, I gave up Keyshawn Vaughn in a fourth for a third. And I know that doesn't sound sexy at all, but then I take that third and I move it with something else as a sweetener right. and it gets your deals oh, done. Yeah. And you want to be as, in a rebuild, you want to be as liquid as possible. You want to get those That's assets. Right. You want to be able to, you know, get some, some pieces that move. So we did step one. We assessed our team, you know, and if you're four and two, you're three and, if you're four and two, you're still good. You're three and three, you're two and four right now. You need to assess that before it's mm-hmm. too late, before you get yourself to a point where you're two and seven. And now all of a sudden your first is too expensive to get, you know, and you want right. to, you want to work right. that in and you might be crazy enough. You might be four and two and start to have to think a little bit and be like, is this a real four and two? I mean, there's yeah, some leagues smash right. one. There's, there's five teams in that league that, that are just, you should dominate them. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, and you yeah. could have started out and there are some people in there that started out. They're three and oh, you know, or, and then, but their team's horrible. They just played teams that are even worse, you know? So it's right, like, right. you got to look at that. Then you got to make that splash trade. You get yourself completely in. And now's where you really grind. Now is the fun part. And, and I, I've kind of shared this with you, but this is where we're talking roster construction. This is what dynasty smash except is all about. It's, it's, playing chess while everybody else is playing checkers and the thing that i've coined is we create a positional void and this year it's the running back you know sometimes it's the tight end the tight ends take longer to you know i i I typically don't like to have a lot of tight ends in this position Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. they're guys that take longer but the running backs are gonna gonna pop so if you go out there and the team that i referenced in episode 43 i believe i had jefferson lamb and uh Jefferson Lamb, Chase, and no running backs, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah. I have the core of this team, you know, and that's the important part is going out there and getting that core. And now all of a sudden, next year you add in Bijan, you add in Gibbs, you add in, you know, some of these other running backs that you're talking about. And John, mm-hmm. that's where a rebuild can go from like, you know what, 2022, I was horrible. But now I, I got the wide receivers. You know, you, you can go out there. You have Deshaun Watson. You have Trey Lance. You have some wide receivers that are performing. And you draft four of these running backs or some yeah. of these quarterbacks. And now, all of a sudden, this is where in, in my 2019 rebuilds, when I was talking about this, my 2020 teams went from 0-13 to playoff teams in a year. Absolutely. Where it's supposed to be two years. And I think in 2023, we're talking about this is going to just be – expedited you know if you get five six seven twenty three first and you get guys like smith and jigba and Boutte and i mean there's so many guys in this class john that are just going to yeah. take you from absolute garbage and i know it looks and if you look at my roster right now it is disgusting but when you add in the fact that i got six twenty three first now that is better than where i was six yeah. months ago i think that is the ideal rebuild right now is a positional void number one at running back Number two at QB. And you already threw out some ideas here. I love Trey Lance and Deshaun Watson because if you're in a system with max points for potential points, whatever, you're reducing it. You're getting zeros on the board. And I'm doing that exactly that formula in Smash 5. I do have Deshaun Watson. I have absolutely garbage at running back. And so I avoided pretty much both those positions. And, And I like the idea of having some young wide receivers on your team. For, in my case, I've mm-hmm. got Drake London that I'm building around. I have Deontay Johnson. I have a great punt and rebuild target in Calvin Ridley suspended. 
right? Find guys, maybe they just got hurt. Maybe you're picking up Marquise Brown right now. You're, you're, and, and then the 23 class is good with respect to wide receivers, but not quite as elite. I'm actually starting to think that the 2024 wide receiver class could potentially be even better. But, you know, you got guys like Jordan Addison, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Keishon Boutte, Quentin Johnston, Josh Downs. These guys are good, but and you maybe sprinkle in a couple of those guys. But I, I like kind of having a core of young wide receivers, positional voids at QB and running back. And then, you know, you can keep adding wide receivers as needed over the next couple of classes. And I think the core pieces are what's important. Another trade I did here, and I, I'm all about core assets. I took Higby, who's been a solid producer. Judy, who, you know, people might say, Dad, this is a rebuilding team. Why are you trading Jerry Judy? You know, he was just kind of a sweetener. And I traded Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill's 28. By the time I'm competitive, he might be 30. So I took those two got three guys and traded them for CeeDee Lamb and David Njoku. Njoku has popped off since then. But now I have a core asset who I believe is a top five dynasty wide receiver in CeeDee Lamb. You know, I'm oh, floating it out there while I will trade CeeDee Lamb for a 23 first plus, but I don't have to. You know, now mm-hmm. I have a piece. I have Deshaun Watson, who's a top five to eight quarterback. I have CeeDee Lamb, who's a top five wide receiver, you know. And I think yeah, that it. core you got you got to get those guys, and you can do those. You can trade. You got to trade your Tyreek Hills, your Devonte Adams. I mean, if you have them on there, they does they do not belong on your team. Even Stephon Diggs. You know, I don't want any wide receivers in a rebuild. Pretty much over the age of twenty six. You know, because that yeah. that dip is going to happen there. The the where I draw the line is Chris Godwin in that area, twenty six years old, who are still you know going to be a couple years. But even then, I'm trying to take them. And flip them for a 23-year-old plus, a 22-year-old plus. Exactly. Because you want to set yourself up where when I draft B. John Robinson, when I draft Gibbs, I have a stud wide receiver group who's in that 22 to 24 range. I have the wide, the running backs. I have the quarterbacks. Now, guess yeah. what? You're going to have to deal with me for eight years because I got some studs here. You <laughs> yeah, know? that's like, right. But, True dynasty. That, yep, exactly. exactly. And, and the nice part here is like, Every week, John, I'm trying to sell vets. So what mm-hmm. I'm doing is I'm just looking at things. I'm scouring things weekly. Hollywood Brown got injured. Instantly, I go to my three rebuilding teams, and I'm like, who has Hollywood Brown? Okay, the one yes. that has him, he's already in last place. It don't matter. The other guy mm-hmm. that has him, okay, he's in first. So what can I give him for Hollywood Brown? Because Hollywood Brown is still young. Hollywood Brown is now he needs a wide receiver. And I have Marquise Brown, who's putting up zero points on my team if I get the trade done with him. So I'll gladly trade, you know, I, I, I traded, um, you know, like I'll, I'll try to make a move where I take a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, who I think is going to be fantastic down the stretch, and flip him for Hollywood because that guy wins, right? He gets the yeah. production. I win because win, I get win. the younger wide receiver. And, well, you know, just try to get a – always try to do those two, three flips, even three, four flip and get yourself in that area. And I think I'm just – I like to scour it weekly, John. I mean, some of these other trades. Right, you're grinding. This is what you do, right? You're getting rid of running backs, right? I traded Mark Ingram and Mike Davis for Jacoby Brissett in March. Jacoby Brissett it doesn't belong on a rebuild team, but I moved the points off the running backs. And then four weeks later, when there were some quarterback injuries, I traded Jacoby Brissett in a 25 third for a 25 second. It's two years away, you know. Most people are like, ah, oh, I'm not going to do that. Not for a 23 second, you know. And then you're like, well, what about a 24? And they're like, yeah. All right, fine, whatever. If you got a right. 25, let's do it. But make yourself just now all of a sudden, instead of <laughs> instead of a 25 third and Mark Ingram and Mike Davis, who are just cut worthy, now all of a sudden I have a 25 second, you know. Um, yeah. 
we talked earlier about I got a 24 third for some some garbage that I threw in there. Traded, I got a 24 third for Andy Dalton and Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds, we had that one week where nobody mm-hmm. for the Lions was playing, right? And I started looking, yeah. and the guy had mm-hmm. Amon Ross St. Brown, and I'm like, you know what? He needs a quarterback because Winston's yeah. out. He needs a, do I want Andy Dalton? Do I want Josh Reynolds? No. But a 24 third, that has value. That's something I can use later on. There was another one. I don't want Cooper Rush on my team anymore because he's putting up points that I don't need. Traded Cooper Rush for Gardner Minshew. Now all of a sudden, I know that doesn't sound sexy, but Jalen Hurts goes down. That has value. It has yeah. value to get Cooper Rush off your team. Potential and there's so many value. situations yeah. here, John, where it's like yeah. you're, you're playing chess, right? You're like, I'm going to get rid of Cooper Rush because he's putting up some points on my point possible here. I'm getting yeah. rid of you know um, some of these running backs here that are just putting up putting up points like a, a Mike Boone, a Latavius Murray, uh, you know, anybody that's putting up points that Deion you don't Jackson. want, yeah. that is taking away from you getting B. John Robinson. Could you imagine getting the 102 instead of the 101 because you held on to Mark Ingram? I right. mean, right. you know, like you would easily Stay get active. rid of Mark. You would pay a second from 102 to get to 101. Why wouldn't you just try to get rid of Mark Ingram? You know, and we're not saying... At Smash Except, we're not talking about tanking. We're talking about creating a positional void where teams will look at you and be like, man, I mean, I, I think I have Miles Gaskin and Gus Edwards as my only running backs. But, you know, I'm I'm selectively tanking in a nice way, calling it a positional yeah. void. Yeah, and, and look, I mean, the, the key thing here, that the message is you got to stay active. you got to really commit to it. And, I mean, you've already – covered a crazy number of trades that you did in smash one but that really is kind of what it takes and have fun with it you got to start conversations with the other gms find out where they need help well and it builds camaraderie i mean i've completed totally. 20 trades in this but everybody knows they can come to me and be like yeah hey, what's this guy got what do you Always and i, I think i check in at yeah. least every other week with everybody in the league you got like, to. i mean when i traded the drake london for two firsts I traded Drake London to the only other guy who could have got the 101. And in my mm-hmm. head, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Drake London's approaching that area of being worth two first. But I am now making sure my 101, 102 is 100% 101. And, you know, he gets Drake London. And you got you to gotta just right. start thinking about some of these ways to push assets to try to get yourself in a position where you are going to be that team. And when it comes mm-hmm. to that pick... If I don't want Bijan Robinson, I can trade that for a king's ransom. I can trade that for if I'm not in a position for two twenty-four firsts and, and something. You know, it's like the twenty-four yeah. class is going to be special as well. Yeah, and I really, really like just continuing those conversations. It's like one ongoing conversation. Like, oh, I just noticed that you lost Marquise Brown. Here, let me help you out. I'm going to send you a couple of wide receivers. You replace that production. You and I, I did get, that, right? Yeah, we did that. I bought Nuke from you. We've been talking about that for and, six weeks. Yeah, and it was just kind of an ongoing conversation. And, you know, I haven't had Keenan Allen, and I, I felt like I was starting to get thin at wide receiver. I had to make the move, and I'm sending you my 25. So, like, that, that is kind of the way it gets done. And so be that guy that's always willing to make fair moves. Just stay on top of it. Look at that, what's happening that move in the with league. us. I mean, yeah. let's, let's be honest, because we're, we're yeah. both analysts here. We're sitting down, and it was like, it was your 25, 1, 2, 3. And then I was like, yo, throw in Ben Skoronic. Right, right. Why not? You know, like, because that's what yeah. we're talking about is get that throw in. You're, you're, you're putting yourself in a situation and it was just 
the whole way across the board, it was honest communication. It was, what do you mm-hmm. need? What do you want? What can you get? How can we make this work? And I think if, if people took it more of a business transaction, so many people in Dynasty, they want to win the trade. They're worried about losing mm-hmm. the trade. Mm-hmm. And I think the trades and why we started this podcast is for communication, for camaraderie in the league, and for both sides getting what they want, but neither side being like, ah, you know, like for you, you're like, ah, maybe I gave up a little bit. For me, I'm yeah. like, maybe I could have held on and he would have would have added some more value. But I think the tricky part on a rebuild, John, is if I hold on to DeAndre Hopkins and he comes back this week and he gets hurt, yeah. I'm just standing there holding. Yeah, holding yeah. That's, that's why right. you want it to be liquid. Well, and this is part of, this is a great example. Because I'm in compete mode, I mean, right now it's match one. I think I am now alone in first at 6-0. and But there's some guys that are on my heels too. Dreggers, shout out. Jake, we already mentioned. There's some other teams that could be a major threat. And so I'm, I'm always willing to maybe slightly overpay mm-hmm. because I need that next piece and I want to win. And when I'm they're already, all coming after him. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, and exactly. And I'm, I'm also defensively protecting against another team from getting nuke. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you're, you know, if you're the, the, the chip leader at the table, right, you're kind of playing – um, in a, in a way where you don't want someone someone else to get to be become big stack when someone else went all in and mm-hmm. you didn't go after that same hand. You know, it, it's really key that you're constantly looking at this. But again, the the message here is if you're in a rebuild, you got to find those folks that are competing and see if they might be willing to slightly overpay. Sure, I'll throw that guy in, and it, and it helps you. So you kind of have an advantage as the rebuilding team because I mean, if anything. You're going the other direction, and so you're willing to provide some you're, of these assets to you're that. You're the shop in town that everybody's yeah, coming to. That's but it. one thing you don't want to do is you don't want to create a bidding war. You know, like you want to say, "Hey, I'm shopping." Mm-hmm. You know, I, I believe I was shopping uh, Tyreek Hill. You know, I put it out there, and I, I was getting offers here and there. But you don't want to put it out there. I've seen this in leagues where it's something okay, like, okay. "Such and such offered this. Who's going to beat that?" You know, and. You want to keep the dialogue in here. You want to say, you know what? That's not quite what I got from such and such, but let, let's beef it up here a little bit. Let's. Do you really want Tyreek Hill? Do you want to go over the top? you got to become a salesman here, but you don't want to be a salesman who's trying to you know, give him a bum warranty. You know, you want to be that guy who's just yeah. – you're creating a an area when you're in a rebuild. You have no pressure at all, right? Like you don't have to sell anything. But you yeah. want to, you know, and, and you want to yeah. you want to move yourself in there. You want to remove these veterans because guess what? Dalvin Cook goes down next week. You're sitting there holding it if he tears his ACL because now yep. all of a sudden that value died. So that's where those are the guys that I'm trying to, the running backs that are turning 28, the wide receivers that are turning 30, the Mike Evans, you know, the guys that have some value, try to push them. Try to see what you can do because everybody's trying to win right now, you know, and there's so many things. The other thing I try to do, John, is is look for those teams that you're trying to cash in on their false hope. So, like I said, a guy's three mm-hmm. and three, and you look at his roster and you're like, how is he three and three? <laughs> you know what? You know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to go see if I can get his first, and I'm going to offer him yeah. you know, something mm-hmm. that might be slightly favorable in his way and be like, hey, I see you're competing. Maybe you want you know, this player and, and get, get creative, dude, like right, work some right. three-way trades. If you guys know smash three, I made three, three-way trades to get some 23 first, mm-hmm. be creative, think about it. And when you do it, it's fun too. Cause I was like, Hey, yeah. I brought you in on several. I'm like, John, 
if you want this player and he wants that player, how about we do it so all of us get something we want? And it, it doesn't always work. But at the end of the day, the rest of the league's like, you know what? That was pretty cool. Like, he, we all were kind of in there. We were thinking about it. And now we're all on the same page. Yeah. If, if you change the mentality from I got to win every trade to we're helping each other out. We're having fun with it. You become the go-to place for trades, right? In, in the case of Smash 5, I wanted to position myself as the guy that's going to be collecting all the first. So everyone kind of knew when they're ready to compete, they could send their first my way. Works for me, right? But you're having fun with it along the way. You're giving people advice. You're looking to see how you can help them. Like you said earlier, you don't want to oversell this, to use that phrase. But it's like, I've got something that you need. I can help you out. Mm-hmm. Let's work something out. What can we do to help each other? Right. And, That's and the you whole look at thing. it week to week, right? So, like, I looked at a guy in right. Smash Three, and I said, you know what? You you don't have a quarterback right now for this week. Let me trade you Cooper Rush. And he's like, I I don't want to pay anything. I'm like, give me a twenty four fourth. And I did. Yeah. And he was playing against me, and he beat me. So <laughs> I win twice, right? I get a fourth. Yeah. And I didn't win, and I only I only lost by like a couple of points, you know. So that you want to like look at everybody's roster, see who's injured right now. You know, you can get mm-hmm. some. I mean, I have traded Olamide Zacchaeus because a guy was like, you know what? I last second, you know that Dalton Schultz was supposed to play this weekend, right? Up until game time, and then all of a sudden he was out. I was like, yo, give me a twenty-four fourth for Hope Jake Ferguson. So yeah. what? Like you're still yeah, it's and a then, little opportunistic, but it still helps. But the now guy that out. guy's yeah. like, you know what? You helped me out. Cool. You know, maybe that yeah, works better. Come in back your, and work another trade in yeah. your favor another time. You know, so we're looking at a team where I might have been in the middle of the road. Now I have Watson, Jamison Williams, another guy that's just great to go out there and get. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, C.D. Lamb, Kadarius Tony. I'm still believing in picking up a Wandale Robinson, a Kadarius Tony. There's so many guys that you just yeah. kind of get them added in. 623 first, 224 first, 225 first. You know, that's that's 10 firsts in the next three years where I can play around with now. You know, and now we yeah. get to a situation, and it's not done. It takes a two-year process. But, I mean, guys, if you if you want to do a rebuild, you want to do it the right way, we have that framework there. Step one, assess your team. Two, get your first. Three, splash trade. Four, it's you're creating that positional for it. Five is selling vets. And six is, you know, I love the time of year where rookie Fever John comes out. The oh, sixth yeah. one is your rookie prep. And I'm not going to get a lot into this, but we have been hitting on those 23 classes. We get you guys the best analysts out there. Yes. John's been hitting it hard, but we also get Matt Hicks and Angelo Analysis and all those guys and, and you know, Matt Waldman every year to be like, Matt Waldman turned you guys on to Chris Alave. You know, mm-hmm. Matt Hicks turned you guys, or um, who else do we have? John Laub turned you guys on to Kenneth Walker. I mean, there were so many guys that we had to come on here, further mm-hmm. what we've been talking about, rookies, and that's where you separate the men from the boys. If you're willing to grind, you're going to put yourself in a situation where I'm in 18 dynasties, 15 of them. John, I'm in first, second, and maybe two of them I'm in like that. All of them are in the playoffs, and right. then there's three rebuilds. And that's what we want for you guys is like, to put you in a position where it is a cyclical thing and we've set you up for success year in and year out. That's actually the, the beauty of all this is we really end up just having fun along the way and creating this community. We're helping each other out. So definitely reach out to us right now. If you're, you're not 
quite sure about some of the 23 rookie values. I've been breaking it down. I've been putting out threads every week. And I'm having a lot of fun with this. Now that I'm in my own punt rebuild, I'm watching college football a lot more. And I'm tracking all these players. And I'm listening to Debbie folks. And I'm reaching out to folks that that watch this rookie film. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking them their opinions. I'm getting really active just to to kind of better educate. I'm just that much more of a, a fantasy dynasty guide when i when i have more intelligence like that and i'm going to turn around and share it with everybody and, and help you guys out that's what we do so i love this process and i think it's just so much fun along the way when we're helping each other out and, and help helping you through your rebuild along the way yeah i mean you and i like we've I, i've admitted and i do it every year like i am not a tape guy i'm not i'm not going out there and you know but what i am good at is sales and roster construction and i will teach you, you guys go. that non-stop John's better at picking out who the rookies are. Guys are better at grinding tape. Mung's better at analysis, you know, and like, like looking at yeah. things. There's other guys in Smash Except. You guys got to follow at Fantasy Nerd Boy. Um, really good in the Patreon with all those things. At Adam Armor, at JB Under, Under Shepherd, you know, at Super Skull Great Fan. Guys. I mean, there's yeah. so many guys there. And they're in that Patreon. And if you guys haven't done it, we're still, we're gonna, we're still going in. with a dollar a month. There's like two spots open. That's it. You know, if you guys want in, we had to turn people away this year. You know, and yeah. next year it'll be on Discord and we'll let it blow up. Nice. Uh, but, but guys, I mean, there is just so much opportunity right now with this 23 class. John's putting out great threads. If you are just tra- trading your 23 first for nothing, you're really killing your opportunity. I mean, this class, don't sell low on those 23 firsts. Move those guys that are marginal. I've been trading, you know, I traded Amon Ross St. Brown the other day to, uh, for a 23 first and a 23 second. And I think, and those are both mid, you know, and I think there is a little bit of risk around Amon Ross St. Brown with the quarterback, Mm -hmm. with Jamison Williams coming back. But there is no, there is no risk on a 23 first. None. That value is just going to continue to go up. And that's why you want to be liquid and you want to remove assets like a DeAndre Hopkins, like a Tyreek Hill, like a Mike Evans, like a Zach Ertz. They're great football players. We love them. But they do nothing for your team if you're rebuilding. Yeah, and again, just kind of reinforce this. It is such a good time to do a rebuild with a very special class and another class coming on top of that. So if you're kind of on the fence, have fun with it. Tear it down. Start the rebuild. Follow the process. I can tell you, I'm so thankful that I decided to do this punt because I'm usually, if you guys know me, I'm like it's win all now, in, John. competing, win now all the time. But it's made me such a better dynasty manager by committing to do this punt. And I've learned so much along the way. And, uh, you know, a rebuild might be the right thing for your team right now. I would encourage you to try and do it and then reach out to us and we'll help you along the way. But I got to tell you, it is a lot of fun. You might even just kind of breathe some life back into Dynasty Fantasy Football for you. Try something new, have fun with it, and be that GM that completely restarted and then two years later is taken down the ship. This process works. I did three of them in 2019. All three of them have won a championship within the first two years. I did three of them Boom. in 2020. Same kind of thing. Tried and true. It works. It Honestly, I mean, there's guys out there that have been like, this is why we started listening to this pod. This is what, right. you know, you no one 
puts out a formula like this. No one explains it like this. And if you have questions along the way, John and I got you covered, man. Adam's got you covered. I know he's gotcha. been doing a couple of rebuilds. Josh has done a couple of rebuilds and based off of this formula, and it works. And it's like, but you got to put the work in. You can't just say, just say, hey, I'm rebuilding and wait for people to come to you. You got to put the work in. And, you know, it's, it's a tried and true method. We want you guys to try it out there. Um, John, one other thing that people keep asking is, like, who are some guys that we should be buying for those? You know, we brought up Trey Lance. We brought up Deshaun Watson. We brought up Jamison Williams because those guys aren't scoring. Are there some guys that you're like, I have to have them off my roster because they're risky? Or some guys that like, dude, this is a rebuild, and this is a guy that I want on my team. I'm very happy that I have David Njoku on there right now because I feel like he is really ascending in that tight end position. But that tight end, you can always get throw-ins like your Irv Smiths and your your guys like that that are you know potentially gonna gonna produce in years in the future. Yeah, what I would tell you on that one is take advantage of kind of this redraft mindset that's kicking in right now, right? It could be a dynasty league, but people are very short-term focused. The perfect example of this for me was Kenneth Walker. Like if you were following our offseason program, you knew that like you and I had him as the 102, mm -hmm. maybe the 103. We had other analysts coming in saying this guy is super talented, mm -hmm. but he's sitting behind Rashad Penny. So what happens? Redraft mentality kicks in. And you can buy this guy, Kenneth Walker, at a value and no longer, you know, Penny goes down and I'm hearing from what Ryan McDowell that he's, you know, Kenneth Walker shot up to like one Oh six or seven RB six, RB seven overall, just, just a huge rocket ship. Right. So now you got to find those other guys. You mentioned Jameson Williams. Love that one. If you had a, you know, maybe it was Kenny Pickett that was sitting behind Trubisky. Mm -hmm. or Man, you know, maybe I've, been, I've been yelling picket for like months <laughs> right? you know what i mean if you listen like, to the pod we'll tell you who these guys are but, but the, there's guys yeah. that that i've got added in for free like like uh david or is it david or da uh daniel bellinger i mean he had 18 points this week in our format and he's been kind of going there devonta smith guys elijah moore is a great buy right now because he just came up with a dud you know yep. but he is he has the talent there even his you know, teammate Garrett Wilson has had a couple down weeks exactly by right now right redraft people are just like and, uh that mindset like ah, I gotta have that production every week I'll move them and they you also know? don't the other thing is hit your waivers every week I mean some people that get in that rebuild mode they don't even scour the waiver wire but for me you know I went out there and I picked up I picked up Deion Jackson. Deion traded Jackson, him a couple RB1 times. this week. You know, and, yeah. and like, there's a couple guys you just go out there, you, 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 you know, you throw in a waiver claim, and even if you go and you pick up a guy like Taylor Heineke, who might start this week, and you flip Taylor Heineke in a fourth yeah. for a third, you just won. Like, you just yeah, added absolutely. value to your team, you know? And I think there's some guys, Michael Gallup's going to be on the rise with Dak Prescott coming back. Uh, mm -hmm. You could always, you know, there's so many. Bailey Zappies looked good. Alex Pierce. There's just guys, yeah, Kyron Pierce. Williams, you know, Donovan mm -hmm. Peoples-Jones. I'm just trying to, to hit a bunch of them here where it's like, just get these guys added in, go out and, and actively try to search and see what happens. And you're going to get a situation, John, like what I did in 2019 where James Conner was a stud and I gave up what was a second round pick who I don't know what that ended up being, but those two first ended up being Justin Jefferson and Justin Herbert. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, when you do this right now, if you give up DeAndre Hopkins and you get a 23 first and you, you know, you know, like you give up Hopkins in a second for two 23 first and you end up getting Bijan Robinson and mm -hmm. Smith and Jigba, all of a sudden you've gone from like 
yeah, older, thirty-one year old wide receiver and some picks right. to studs that are going to rebuild you quickly. Yeah, and and the one thing I like to do is just stay one step ahead. Maybe you look at contracts and guys that are in their last contract that are not likely to get re-signed by the team, and you know you you want to be one step ahead. Like roll the dice and pick up Jake Ferguson really cheap. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, who? Turd exactly. Ferguson. Yeah, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> pick him up. Dalton Schultz is still the guy, but they have not re-signed him, and they may uh-huh. move him, right? They may not pay for that contract. All of a sudden, you have the starting tight end for the Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott, or you, you right. take a guy like Zamir White, mm-hmm. who you know everyone's like, ah, nah, he's he's playing like third string. Well, he's talented, and Josh Jacobs is probably out of town, and all of a sudden, Zamir White pops in value. You know, you can get him cheap, right? These are just little investments that you're making that could massively appreciate in value hit that um, next up guy you know when you're looking at your running backs next, everybody right. was like okay we're, yeah. we're looking at it right now that jameson williams or i'm sorry javante williams, went williams. Down. well then right. everybody's like i got melvin gordon i'll go pick him up let's go pick up mike boone you're on a rebuilding team what the heck i'll throw in latavius murray latavius yeah. murray all Come of a sudden cheap is trade worthy right now you know and it's like don't just look at who the next guy is you know everybody's going after who the next guy is Get the next guy, just in case, right. at that running ahead. back position. Because right now, the next guy is Kenyon Drake in, in Baltimore, and he went out there and put up 20-plus points this week. You know, And he was that guy where it, he was the third guy in there. Gus Edwards is one of those kind of guys. Deontay Foreman is one of those guys. You know, There's just a lot of guys out there. You just get them thrown on there, and then as soon as they look like they're ready to produce or they can, get rid of them. Exactly. That's, that's the move. So that, that's going back to staying active and – Always staying one step ahead, next man up. That's what we're doing week in, week out. And you're just staying active. Oh, these guys are going to start putting points on uh, my my team every week, so i got to move them, keep those. Mm-hmm. That's exactly the formula is just stay super active, keep those trade talks open, and keep moving. Help me help you. You know. Thanks again for tuning in, guys, and enjoy the process. I love doing that.